Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. The volume. Jenkins and Jones is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Lots of great reasons to bet on FanDuel Sportsbook. They have great odds and markets for the MLB, NBA, NHL, PGA Tour, and so much more. They have awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use, it's safe and secure, and you get your winnings fast. It's also fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay and discover the most popular SGPs each day right when you log in. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code JNJ, that's J-A-N-D-J, so they know we sent you. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in select states only. Gambling problem 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones are out of pocket. I'm really, we, we got the finals to talk about. It's been a crazy night. The whole gang is here. We've got Josiah Johnson, the legend. We got Zach, Zach, Zach. We've got Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler, Jethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. I'm Gardy B, a.k.a. Mike. And first of all, before we get started talking about basketball, happy anniversary to mom and dad. John and his wife Hell are fresh yeah. off their anniversary dinner at Cheesecake Factory. Got a gourmet yeah. shit. Gourmet. Real nigga dinner. Real nigga dinner. You feel that me? is that is true love. You take Jeez. your food to Cheesecake Factory, that means that you are in true love. She showed up. She said, I'm glad we can do shit like this instead of that boozy ass shit. I said, this is why I married you. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I married that you. Is, we don't even meet so salmon. You feel me? Ooh. I love it. 
you know, hella, hella, hella heavy whiskey, you know what I'm saying, and shit. You feel me? I love it. I've been to Cheesecake Factory probably like 3,000 times, and I will still go through every page of that menu just to see if it's something new on there that I haven't Damn seen yet. Right, I'm man. not going to order it, but I just want to see. <laughs> People weird on some too many choices. Why you mad at options, just, motherfucker? Weird. Josiah gave me the best career advice I ever got. I was broke as fuck, couldn't afford anything on the menu, and I was sitting there. But Josiah, I had a meeting with him at a Cheesecake Factory like seven years yeah, that ago. That sounds like a party. It was very helpful. The Cheesecake Factory used to be my hamburger hamlet for the Entourage fans out there. Anybody who was going through any issues, <laughs> let's meet a cheesecake. There's tons of options. Yeah. Get you a little strawberry lemonade. You, nothing to complain about. Get you some of yeah, that, some that, of that uh, brown bread. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What was his advice? Just bread, bread? bread in the business. You know what I'm saying? Come mm. on now. What was his advice, Zach? Just eat the bread. You, I, I'm not gonna share it. You know, it's it's it was. It was <laughs> I had a lot of shit. Legit, I thought we met at Cheesecake too. Yeah. To be real, nah, Cheesecake we met, was the we spot. We met off of Fairfax. We met off of Fairfax. It okay, was a, it was a chill spot though. You should have met Cheesecake. No, oh. Mike, it was like a long time ago. He and I were both like I, I just left the, the NFL yeah. and had no idea what I was doing with yeah. my life and. That man helped me through a very dark exactly. time. I'm, I'm, I am going to lie. I didn't know what the, the fuck I was doing either. But I said, hey, <laughs> he believed me. So I'm going to say whatever fucking makes sense. Yeah. I gave way better advice <laughs> when, I fucking, when I didn't have it figured out, too. I, I totally understand yeah. that. All right, let's talk about finals game two, the Warriors, the revenge of the Warriors. Uh, what do you guys think of the game? <laughs> Don't roll your eyes at me, Jonathan. <laughs> I hate everybody. That I hate everything in, in, in this finals except for Jason Tatum. I hate the fans. I hate the Warriors and the Celtics. Everything trash. Is that the, is that the same guy? Wait, is that the player that was minus 36 horrible, tonight? Horrible last time, too, bro. It wasn't his fault, bro. I mean, he had like a, t- a trillion turnovers. I mean, part, part of it was his fault, bro. They're sloppy with the ball, but go ahead. He also led the team. He led their team in scoring. He was relatively efficient on the scoring end. I don't know. I don't did, blame did him. Did anything about this game surprise any of you guys? I think we all expected the Warriors to bounce back. They haven't lost two games in a row, all playoffs. Was there anything about this game that jumped out to you that you weren't expecting? Not uh, really. Draymond Green to finish it. I mean, shit. <laughs> God damn. I've never seen a human being talk more reckless and wild to referees in my life and not get in trouble for it. But I appreciate it. Again, okay, that's black privilege, so I can't be mad at the man. <laughs> Give us us free. I, on the Draymond front, I saw that in the Mavs series where he was saying wild shit in one of the games. One of the... Uh, one of the games, he was just teeing off on the officials, and he had already gotten a tech. And I was kind of waiting for that second one to come. And I don't know if they just – he knows that they're not going to throw him out so they don't have to end up in the record books and deal with all that. But he got away. He got away with quite a bit. They, gave him a, they gave him a little tech. They gave him one. They gave him an early yeah, tech, which is actually the worst thing they could do because as soon as he got that first tech, he knew I can do whatever I want for the rest of the game and they're not going to give me the second one. Exact. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, attack! Really? Go ahead and give me a second one. Do it. Do it." <laughs> Tyler, you make Tyler, this you, game Tyler, about you. You're extra it. focused on the game tonight. Did anything surprise you or jump out of you? No, it, it seemed like the standard fucking 2016, 2017, 2018 fucking third quarter. You know, this it's not a game anymore, a Warriors game. But to Draymond's credit, Draymond's yeah. credit. Last game, he said, "You know, we'll, we'll live with Derek White and and you know Marcus Smart." and Al Hall for beating us because they're not going to do that again, right? He said basketball is all about picking your poison and they'll take that, you know, every fucking time. And people are getting on his ass about that, like, you know, hating ass, old ass nigga, y'all in trouble for real. But nah, he was dead ass right about that because I think they had like 
16 points total between those three this game. Like, uh, White had, had 12. Points. Yeah, White Horford had 12. Smart, Smart had two. Horford had two. Horford and Smart combined for four points, and White had 12. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the man knows what the fuck he was talking about, so. I think, was, I, I think you know, Smart generally will get you, like, 15. He's good for a good 15. He had, you know, he didn't do it tonight, but. So, I, I, I don't think he, I mean, Horford obviously played, like, outside of himself the first game. I didn't think he was going to drop down to two, goddamn. And Jalen Brown didn't play that well tonight either, so. I'm, I'm curious, I, I'm curious to, to talk about the Draymond thing just for another second. Um, I, I'm curious for your guys' opinions. After the game, you know, everyone's, all the reporters are asking about the press conference. You're obviously officiated differently. You're getting away with stuff with one tech that you wouldn't get away with otherwise, you know, that other people couldn't get away with. And I think Draymond might have, he might have put the hex on himself a little bit because his answer to that question was like, you know, I've earned the right to be officiated differently, et cetera, et cetera. And as I was listening to his answer, it was like, you're not supposed to acknowledge publicly that they're officiated. That's part of the game is that you don't like you pretend that it's just a coincidence that they're not giving you the second technical foul. So I, that almost made me think like, I wonder if in Boston, the refs just decide, like, okay, we're going to make a statement. We're going to do it early in the series in game three so we don't have a he's missing game seven situation or something like that. But I don't know. Yeah. Do you think that could change, or do you think it's just the refs are never going to want themselves to be part of the story? They're never going to give him the second technical foul. Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to get that second. I don't want him to get ejected either. You know what I'm saying? Because, for one, I, if the Warriors do lose this shit, I want him to lose fair and square. I don't want to hear any motherfucking crying. We saw in 2016 motherfuckers cry about that ejection like Bronny fucking 41 burger him up when he came right back. So, yeah, I don't want any fucking excuses. I want Draymond to play the whole game. And like I said, I don't mind the little dust up because the Celtics are giving it right back to him. Right, like 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 Jalen was throwing the, the elbows back. You know, Grant Williams was smacking the arm off him too and shit. So let them boys have the little those little dust ups. It ain't hurting nobody. Imagine a human being that's averaged like eight points per game in their career talking about they could get officiated. I just again, God is great. I love to see black privilege. God is God is God, he will. I'm just saying, you know, like imagine saying that in the press conference after you drop like nine and five, like, yeah, dog, I, just, I earned the right to just do whatever triple I single. feel like. I, triple single. I'm out here leading the league in triple singles. <laughs> Walking right into the Hall of Fame with them nine points, too. You feel me? Like uh, Jalen Brown did say that uh, Draymond tried to pull his shorts down during the game today. He yeah, did. Draymond shit. I mean, does, is anybody surprised by that? I'd almost be no. surprised if he didn't do some weirdo shit like that. He, you know what I mean? Here's my thing. Here's my thing with the Celtics fans complaining about Draymond. It's like, you have Marcus Smart. Like, this is not some uneven fight. Marcus, Marcus Smart flops. He's not this pulling shit. people's. Pants down. No, but uh-huh. Marcus Smart will. But Marcus Smart does lots of like in the grill yeah. crazy shit, bro. He yeah. doing it today. Yeah. Names one. He's always done he's that. Done. He he's never trying to kick bro. somebody in there. Okay, but he but, but Draymond's kicking and punching niggas in their dicks. He dyed you know his hair saying? green. What are we he's talking about? He's pulling draws down. You feel me, like bro? <laughs> that's some particular. That that's some Draymond shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, uh, but Marcus uh, Smart Mar- is annoying. Mar- uh, here you go. He's Mar- annoying. First Google. First Google. Marcus Smart ejected for punching Matt Bonner in the dick. Wow. So uh, he, he punches so dicks too, but Draymond, to Draymond punched the goat. We ain't got a Google. We ain't got a Google Draymond. I, we know what Draymond is. We always, know what Draymond is. Draymond punched goat no. dick. Okay, Draymond punched goat <laughs> dick. Draymond was just doing it under a brighter light, you know. 
Punching Matt Bonner on a Tuesday night in That's January. No one's getting it. You're, you're punching, punching that dick for the love of the game. Right, you know? right, right. For, for, the of, for the love of the dick punch. You know what I mean? Draymond had to punch Braun in the dick. He was about to get yeah. that man 40. You know what I'm saying? You punch a Bonner. What did he do to you? What exists for the love you of the me? game. That's a, re- that's a retired oh. prize fighter walking into a bar in Siberia. And just fucking, I just need to hit something. Like, I just need it. I'll punch uh, a Bonner dick. I'm, I'm about to punch a Bonner dick tonight. Um, well, I think we've, uh, we, we've, we've mentioned some names that'll be up for this, but Chuck's got it on his list. Uh, most disappointing player in game two. Who do you got? We got to go Mr. Platanos, Al Horford, just uh, 26 point performance. <laughs> but I, I know, I know it was Cook. Maritza, I, I know it was Cook. When they try to throw this man a lob and it's like, wait a minute, I'm going to sell the gun loose. They try to throw him a lob on the break and he just came right back down with the earthbound, tried to, <laughs> that's the same shit I would do. At 30, 40 years old. That's not his fault. Don't throw me no goddamn that's, lob. What y'all why think? Why they throw that man a lob? That's a problem. But he's still averaging 14 points a game in the finals. That's how I always used to look at things the brighter side. Hey, we could bind those two. It's 28 mm. points total. I didn't say how I was going to do it. <laughs> I, I, I think we're, we're fucking measuring Al Harford on a, an adjusted scale now. Because, you know, this is probably the Al Harford we expected before he fucking started spaz in the last couple of rounds. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I'll say, like, Clay Thompson's been a huge disappointment, but, you know, luckily, yeah. That's what luckily, I was going to say. Jordan Poole has been picking up the slack like a motherfucker, but Clay been stinking it up, bro. What was that tweet? What was the tweet about Jordan Poole? We'll get, I, I got, we'll, 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 we'll get, we'll get to the Jordan Poole tweet. Uh, we'll get to well, the Jordan Poole no, tweet No, but to, sure. to Tyler's point, like, you know, Clay, just the legs don't look like they have the lift. The def- the defense isn't where it once was. And, you know, when we were outside the Warrior Stadium, we were asking fans, you can only keep one, Poole, Wiggins, or Clay. Who are you keeping? And they all, or who are you getting rid of, rather? And they're like, uh, get rid of Wiggins. And it's like, you want to keep this dynasty going? The smart move is not to get rid of Wiggins. And I'm that's telling you, it's question. not to get rid of Jordan Poole. Yeah, that's that, that, that's, a, that's so, an interesting question. I, I just, if I, I love Clay to death. I, I don't know if it's the headband slowing him down. I, I don't. I don't well, know. I, I do. I, headband clay just ain't the I same. I do think we talked in our finals preview about you know everyone's looking at this as the Warriors' offense versus the Celtics' defense. But in my opinion, the reason I picked the Warriors is that the Warriors' defense was the third-rated defense in the league this year, and the Celtics' offense I have much less confidence in. Although obviously, if they just continue to shoot fifty percent from three, it's going to go great. But this is a game tonight where they still shot forty percent from three up until the point where the game stopped being competitive, but they shot like 28% from two. And I thought the way the Warriors switched their defense up, the way they were uh, not allowing Al Horford to be a distributor in the paint, and complete, you could just see how frustrated he was, and it led to him just completely not looking to score. I think they deserve a lot of credit for the defensive adjustments they made, and I'm very excited for game three, which is going to be both a chess match and a, an absolute brawl, I think. Like... <laughs> But do you think, I mean, do you think the Warriors can keep out adjusting the Celtics defensively? Like, I just, it does feel like the Celtics game plan hinges on we'll still be able to just not miss threes for a quarter, you know, of every game. So I don't know. Do you think the Warriors are going to be able to keep out adjusting them? Yeah. Is that the Warriors? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that's all I have to lean back on. Like, like you know, these Celtics are a new commodity and it's a new fucking squad with Eme. So, you know, this is the most that we're seeing of them in, them in a postseason run. But, um... Yeah, I, I do think that the Warriors are going to be able to adjust. But to the Celtics credit, they haven't lost two games yeah. back-to-back this whole postseason. Like, they're a team that makes, you know, great adjustments too. So, you know, going back home, they got the split they wanted. So we'll see. 
it, this, I mean, felt like a must win for the Warriors because you go to Boston down down 0-2, yeah. that shit's basically a wrap. I don't care if you, you win one there. It still doesn't feel good. But, um, you know, it was interesting. We had Nick Young in the other day. We asked him who is be- the best coaches he ever had, uh, who he ever played for, and he didn't mention Steve Kerr. I don't know if it was just like he was tired and kind of forgot. I think Steve Kerr is a great coach and has the ability to adjust It'll be interesting because like, I think we're due for a good clay game. Steph's putting him in. He wants the MVP trophy. So I don't know how much they need to adjust. If I mean, if clay goes off or pool goes off, this is an even bigger. Do you guys think clay's going to do so. you guys? I mean, what do you guys think we're going to get from clay? Do we, do you think we're going to get a clay game or do you think he's just, it's not there in his legs and it's just not happening this year? What do you think? He's, he's due for one, right? I mean, I'm just saying like, you know, clay and Wiggins both had 11 points in this game. One of them is going, going to, you know, at least play good in the next couple of games. That's your point with Steve Kerr. I've never seen Steve Kerr take a pack of mid and make it exceptional, right? I think what Ime Adoka's done in this first season, they were 23 and 24 at one point, to now be in the finals is remarkable. Obviously, he's got a talented squad. But, you know, Absolutely. when Kerr, Kerr, Kerr has a great team, he's going to get them to the highest level. But it's not like he's taking – he's just overperforming with a bunch of mid out there. When they're mid, they're mid. And when, when they're, they're excelling like this, they're excelling. But I think when you look at this Warrior squad, they just got so many dudes who can hit – and the odds of them all not hitting on every, you know, you might get that one game out of seven, but it's not going to happen for a whole series. Steph obviously got the the finals MVP right now in his pocket. I think win or lose, you know, if we, if we want to go that side. But ultimately, yeah, between between Clay or Wiggins, one of them is going to have a good game, even if Wiggins get back to that 20-point level. And it's like, how do you stop that? Ime and Nia Long better get them Tulum Cancun reservations ready. <laughs> I but I will Steph say this, a, if I'm a Celtic and my head coach is out there pulling Nia along, I'm going to run through a wall for him because I already know he's got a solid mouthpiece and he's got the game. I think Kerr is a step of coaches. But like He's great with a great team, right? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, Steph is great on a great team. On a bad team, you know, we don't, we don't, we, he wasn't always, he wasn't the best, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, I mean, but yeah, I think, I think like, you know, with experience and stuff, stuff like that, I think they'll just figure it out. You know, I mean, like the, the same reason we thought they'd win it is the same reason. It was, I mean, we, we know they'll, they'll make the adjustments that are necessary because they've done it before. So, um, yeah. yeah so did you see – so so game one, obviously, the the, uh, the Warriors had that huge third quarter, but then they lost the fourth quarter 40-16. to 16. Did you see the reports that Ime basically, like, pulled out a, a oak casket-aged – Vintage bottle of toxic masculinity for his speech to before the fourth quarter. There. Yeah, yeah. He said he yeah. basically he was like, "You guys are playing like bitches." He said, "They're he, he didn't say they're trained. He said they're punking you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you should be embarrassed." Hey, like uh, you know, One hey, time. we can progress as much as we want societally, but if a, a a man that you respect looks you in your eyes and says they're fucking. <laughs> They're punking you. One time, that's just trade. To, one time does that not AS- still turn you all the way up to eleven? <laughs> <laughs> one time, when I one time at ASU, uh, we had a bad home losing streak. So coach gets us all together, right? All the coaches, managers, players, and he makes us all sign the floor. Okay, and then he gives this speech, and he's like, "This is your home, okay? You can't let people come into your home and jerk your brother around. That's your brother. Only you can jerk your brother." <laughs> And I watched a huddle full of 25 grown men trying not to laugh. Is this man's yelling? You only you can jerk your brother. And I was like, Herb, what is wrong with you? So God bless Coach Sendek. 
Yeah, it, you know, it either works or it go. really doesn't work, right? When you go the toxic masculinity. Yeah, we, we lost a lot yeah. of games. Like, yeah. <laughs> a lot of brothers got jerked. <laughs> Only you can jerk your brother? Yes. Yes. Did he not understand what the kids were thinking? What fucking 21-year-olds no. were thinking when you say, only you can jerk your brother? Yeah. I'm standing there, and Diedrich Taylor, who's now the uh, coach at Fullerton, <laughs> is holding my shirt and standing behind me trying to hide how hard he's laughing from his own head coach. That's so. incredible. Um, all right. I yeah. do want to nominate to the uh, all-time pantheon of tweets about players, which includes uh, the guy who said that uh, Giannis hoops like a street shark. And uh, the person who said that uh, <laughs> that might be the best. That came out of left field, and it what made was, so what, what, much what was, sense. I don't, I don't, I don't want to mess the players up. What's the, what's the Chris Middleton one? Well, um, Paul George is the LeBron James of Chris Middleton. Yeah, then Chris Middleton balled out, and we were like, hold up, Chris right. Middleton might be the LeBron James of Paul George. Okay, that so should at, make a lot of sense. At He's Still Cold has, a, I think, an entry into the, the player description pantheon. He said, Jordan Poole, like it's nothing but bad bitches watching. <laughs> That's good or bad sometimes, though. It you is. You know what I mean? Like, you can see shit, you know what I mean? You know, it, it can go either way, like you said, Joe. It can turn left on you very quickly. Bro, when, when he hit that motherfucker from one step over half court in that triple team trap, did you see the glowing look of approval that Steph had on him when he walked through? Like, he was like, this motherfucker just like me. Like, you don't see Steph with your motherfucker. <laughs> like, devil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he got that same devil in him. You know what I'm saying? There was a little bit of other basketball news that, that broke today. Pretty big story. Uh, Quinn Snyder uh, has – I'm trying to remember what the stupid phrasing on the press release was. It was like it, it was like a, a Quinn Snyder consciously uncouples from the Utah Jazz or something. It was like yeah. he, Quinn Snyder ends his tenure with the Utah Jazz. It was like he quit. He quit because he doesn't like living in fucking Utah. He's been doing it for eight years. <laughs> he's fucking over it. Yeah. Uh, what was your guys' reaction to this news? You think he's going to the to San Antonio to be the heir apparent? Um, what do we think is going on here? You just get sick of being in Utah? What do you think? Nostradamus. I think his nostrils thank him. I'm sure it's hard to get what he's looking for in that particular city. Oh, I can see him, you know, <laughs> becoming assistant coach on the Heat. That would be a, a great location for him. Orlando. I mean, somewhere just kind of, you know, in that Colombian pipeline. <laughs> Utah is known for for uh, being a, having a great snow culture, but not the type that Quinn Snyder is looking for. That's what like, they're like, if you come here, you can go skiing. He was like, ah, oh, didn't mean that kind. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Snyder, but you beat us in the tournament. And I've never forgiven you for it. Yeah, I was about to say, there's some, there's some personal beef there for sure. Oh, two, fucking San Jose. Uh, but but in Quinn's defense, I will say this: we played Mizzou. I think O two San Jose Sweet Sixteen, and I'll never forget this. And I always had the most utmost uh, respect for him. He literally started cussing Kareem Rush out because he wouldn't shoot. He was like, "Motherfucker, if you don't shoot, I'm gonna take you out the game." I was like, "I've never heard a coach ever say that." And I was like, "God, I would love to play for this dude." So in Quinn's yeah. defense, I don't know if he's still like that. Obviously, we've heard other rumors. You have to keep your boo away from him, all that good stuff. But back in those days, I was like, "Yo, this is a dude I could definitely play for." I think. I mean, going to San Antonio makes a little sense. I think there's not many vacancies left. I'm curious who Utah is going to get because ostensibly they have good pieces, but I think they're in blow it up mode now. So like, 
Sure, going to be interesting where Donovan Mitchell lands. Sure, going to be interesting where Rudy Gobert lands. And <laughs> Gobert, you know, Gobert. Joe, you put Rudy, that in Rudy my Gobert. brain so much. Call him Rudy. We don't Gobert, respect but... your country, homie. So we're gonna pronounce your name how we feel like it. <laughs> That's me with Bajelica. I told John and Tyler, I, I'm gonna call him Bajelica forever. He's European. I don't have. It's not racist for me to pronounce his name incorrectly on purpose for the rest of my life. I'm never calling him anything but Bajelica. Bajelica. <laughs> Bajelica Houston. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I mean, the thing about the Quinn Snyder shit is like, okay, we all know that there's going to be a major overhaul there somehow, some way. Like, was he not on board with the shit they want to do, or did he just not want any parts of it? You know what I mean? Like, were they thinking about shipping Donovan out, and he wasn't on board? Then he's like, nah, if that's what y'all are doing, I'm out. Or did he just not want any parts of the rebuild? I mean, I would understand either part. And you, you see Donovan Mitchell, you know, released the, the statement. I am distraught over what this means for me. Like that motherfucker wants out too. You know what I'm saying? Like he sees this yeah. out now, and now he's you know playing the scenes. You like, like he tell the like, motherfuckers come get him, please. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see, man. Gets the tweet off, goes right back to Zillow. That's got all of his tabs open for new houses and apartments in New York City. Like, yeah, there's no way. Yeah. The downfall and sell off of the Utah Jazz is for me like the first choking noise that Joffrey made in game of thrones it's just like yes yes i've been waiting for this i needed it so bad <laughs> Jesus Christ. So great. our non-basketball topic for the night is actually a snow roach update uh to outdo all other snow roach updates <clears throat> from mayonnaise the- monkey update this is <laughs> <laughs> Okay, have you guys heard of the sport of cheese rolling? Oh, yeah. Okay. In Gloucester, in England, there is a big Jubilee cheese rolling festival every year where they go to the top of the biggest hill in town, and it's a big fucking hill, and they take a a block of cheese. It's three and a half kilograms, which is like seven and a half pounds. They roll it down the hill. And all of the men go chasing after the cheese, and whoever gets it wins the cheese. That's what they get. Very frequently, people dislocate hips, like nasty injuries. It's part of the cheese rolling competition. So this cheese rolling contest came back for the first time since COVID. We made it. The culture is still alive. Cheese rolling survived COVID-19. So that, that, the video went viral. A bunch of guys went to the hospital. Someone fractured part of his spine. You know, the usual kind of stuff that happens when you're trying to run down, run down a steep hill as fast as you can. But I dug a little deeper because I wanted to know who won the first cheese rolling contest since COVID. And what I found out, gentlemen, will shock and astound you. The winner today is a guy named Chris Anderson, who is 35 years old and won the cheese rolling chase for the 23rd time. I thought it was Birdman. (laughs) (laughs) I saw you doing the bird. Chris Anderson, uh, he finished second at 17, and he's basically won everything ever since. He's a LeBron James of cheese rolling in Gloucester. He grew up across the street from this hill probably dreaming of throwing himself face first down the hill after a block of cheese. And let me tell you this fact about Chris Anderson, because we've been talking about the love of the game. The cheese they roll is called double Gloucester cheese. And Chris Anderson does not like double Gloucester cheese. He only eats cheddar cheese. 
So after throwing hmm. himself down the hill, he auctions the cheese off and donates the money to charity. <laughs> yeah, good A slow guy. He has, over the hero. last 18 years, he has dislocated both shoulders, broken an ankle, gotten several concussions, torn his calf muscle, and bruised both kidneys. What is his trick? His trick, if you watch, and I, go, 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 I go. went into, I went down the rabbit hole on cheese rolling. His trick is that he runs, and as soon as he starts losing momentum, what everyone else does is they kind of flail around, and that's how they get hurt. He just tucks himself in somersaults, and then like stands up and like keeps his momentum going. Because what I thought his strategy was, which is what I would do, would be just wait for everyone yeah, else wait to for knock themselves to unconscious. die and then just walk That would be you and, and me, Tyler. Right? Yeah. We'd wait till everyone else was twitching and fucking <laughs> <laughs> casually oh, stroll down the hill and collect our cheats. <laughs> Stepping over some torn ACL. <laughs> Pardon me! <laughs> so anyway, I wanted to shine the spotlight on the Snow Roach of the Week, Chris Anderson. Uh, 23 time Jubilee cheese rolling contest champion in Gloucester, uh, UK. Snow Roach of the Week brought to you by Jurgen's Cocoa Butter. (laughs) Sell it. John, I love the idea of you stepping over someone, teeth all over the ground, and you look at the cheese like this. Oh, you'll be eating through a straw. You couldn't even enjoy this. You just pick up the cheese like, what the fuck? Brother, people get fucked up doing this sport. I've seen the videos. Yeah, it's like it's like a, it's like the you know the chasing the bulls thing or the the running of the bulls or whatever. So I just don't have that yeah. gene or part of my brain. Why? Like I just don't understand. Especially like he doesn't even like the cheese. He's, He's trying to explain to his mom at eighteen why he tore his calf off his fucking femur. And he's like, well, at least I got this cheese. But he's just doing it for the fame and the glory of being the cheese rolling champion. He's a cheese oh. thought. Cheese <laughs> <laughs> thought. <laughs> I thought for cheese. <laughs> LeBron James said he wants to go on a podcast soon. I suggest he comes on. Jenkins and Jones are out of pocket. We'd love to have you, LeBron. If we cannot get LeBron, I would love to get Chris Anderson and explore his rationale for what what's behind the hunt for the cheese. You know, what's motivating him? I bet it's not even like I bet it's nothing. I bet it's just like it, this is just what I do. He's hit his head so many times he's forgotten that he's won it. And he just keeps showing up. <laughs> this is the year I finally win it. It's like, no, no, you've won every year. He's like, have I? Oh. You know, like. All right, y'all. That's all the time we got for today. Uh, next game will be on Wednesday night. Uh, we will have a Jenkins and Jones episode that day. Obviously, Buckets will have all kinds of great Bucketsy out-of-pocket coverage going as well. So we'll see y'all then. There's a lot Bye. of bags getting distributed. Get these bags, gentlemen. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>